It's the best conservatainment on the air. It's the Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. I'm sleeping and right in the middle of a good dream. Like all at once I wake up. He, he was such a stud. Did you ever see... I don't know if... Oh, I hurry up. VH1 Behind the Music? Yes. Which was a great programming, by the way. And they did the Partridge Family, and David Cassidy, Jack Cassidy's son, Shirley, you know whatever. Yeah, that's right. Shirley Jones was not making a lot of money on the set of this. Nobody made money, and nobody got merchandising. They had to sue years later. Anyway, he would do these arena gigs on Saturday, Friday nights, Saturdays, and Sundays, flying around the country, do these thirty thousand, forty thousand seat arena gigs, make his money there, and then go back and like bust his camp for like sixteen hundred dollars a week, whatever the number was. Yeah, doing the Partridge Family, and that's Crazy. a lot of work. A lot of work. But they did a lot more episodes then, too, than they do now. There's yeah, like that. Even like, you know, with the old Batman, they did two a week. You aired two, two episodes a week. And you had more time, too, because back then the commercial time was actually less than it is now. There's more commercial time now, so yeah. segments are shorter. It's, a, it's a 22 minutes of programming per hour, or half hour. Every Friday we take a break from the uh, regular agenda and focus on the glory, the sanctity, the holiness, and the darn sexiness of marriage. And it's a tough world out there, as you know. Just, you know, blank happens. And you uh, can't stress how great it is to have a cozy, wonderful cave of love to go home to. The husband, wife, wife, husband. That's marriage. And you want to be a great example to your children so that they, so that your daughters can see how a mom is treated properly, and your sons can see how a dad is treated properly. So we have our marriage segment. My wingman on this op has always been Robert Kosick. He wrote the book Honor the Vow, honorthevow.com. He actually uh, writes all the content for us. It's on our Facebook page. Mr. Kosick, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sam, and, and what a great uh, uh, intro there, talking about being an example for the, for the kids and the youths. And, you know, they don't get the great examples that we, uh, that we had growing up a lot of times. So I think it's wonderful when you can show them marriage is a great thing, it and is. it can be successful. Now, remember, it's a great thing in our eyes as we embrace the Judeo-Christian fabric of our great nation. But if you watch Nickelodeon, Fox, ABC, and their programming is very anti-family. The dad is an idiot. The mom's a conniving bee. Uh, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So they never show a husband and wife in love. And, and living a good life together, a good, you know, you know. So anyway, that's what we're all, all the more reason to get out there and tell people and show people and hold hands in public and kiss in public and all that fun stuff to show them that what you see on TV isn't reality. And it's by all those people in California who are all divorced anyway. And miserable. And there's yeah, a, and you have you have a lot of gay people involved in the writing, uh, the production, and they're not. They're just not. It is what it is. Yeah. I could, I could, we could spend an hour on that. I could tell you about the the uh, activist groups. <laughs> Here's our marriage segment. Marriage, believe it or not, tip 109. Defense attorney, following the next argument with your spouse, take time to adopt the role of defense attorney charged with defending your spouse. Take time to write out how you would represent your spouse's perspective. Address facts, emotional perspectives, and outside influences. The intent is to develop a compelling argument that would allow a group of peers to not necessarily agree, but to better understand his or her perspective. It's time-consuming, but it's worth the effort. Explain that. Yeah, so this is a good one, and if you do this one right, then you can shift from defense attorney to you know prison guard. Hey! There you go, handcuffs, and have a good time. So, uh, hoorah! 
Yeah, but in this one here, we all know this, and we could spend days talking about this. When you're out in public, you defend your spouse, period. You don't cut them down. We've covered that before, and that's just – I'm not bending on that one. You always defend your spouse in public. The problem is when we get into private, then, a lot of us throw that out the window, and it's battle head-to-head, and we're going to you know, just attack, and we're going to try to get our point across, and the arguments get way out of, out of skew, and we don't even know what we're arguing about after a while. So what I want people to do is actually take a step back, and try to argue your spouse's point, because you're probably arguing about different things anyway. She's, she's probably hung up on the emotional side of it. You're looking at the facts. But I think if you try to change perspectives and try to argue what she's arguing, I think you're going to see things quite a bit differently. Interesting exercise. I've never done it. I've never, try it. I'll be like, hang on, honey. I know you're peeing about something. Let me argue on your behalf. Let me argue your position against me That's on your right. behalf. Let me give it a try. I mean, it's the whole putting yourself in the other person's shoes thing, right? And, and it's hard. It's very hard. But if you start trying to come up with arguments of why they're saying or doing what they're doing, I think you're going to start to see things a lot differently. And I have the P.S. down there. You can't claim temporary insanity because that's not a really good defense when you're trying to defend your wife. She's nuts, Judds. <laughs> Dude, she's nuts. She's off her rocker. That's what the problem is. Nice. Well, she might be. She might be. But, but try to argue it anyway. It's, it's a fun exercise. You can have a good time with it. But it will definitely bring you closer together, right, way okay. closer. Right, you know what? When I first read it, by the way, Robert Kosick, uh, marriage coach, uh, church deacon, uh, works with many, many couples. When I first read it, I was like, what? Now that you explain it, it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. It you could know? be a lot of it, fun. It could be like a, a boatload of fun. Um, then you got your hot and heavy marriage tip. Hot and heavy marriage tip. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and this one's kind of interesting because, you know, we recommend all kinds of great stuff to try, like, like being a defense attorney and whatnot, and we say you should go out and do these different things with your spouse. Occasionally we get stories back that make it clear to us that maybe we ought to give a little bit more guidance. <laughs> and this is one of those areas where we told people, sext your spouse and just kind of let them run blind on what that means. By the way, did you ever think a year ago you'd be talking like this on the radio? No. Good. <laughs> See, I pulled, I, look at I pulled him over to our side. You're, you're bringing me out of my shell, man. Dude, you shell. would never. A year ago, Mr. Kosick, <laughs> you would never go. I well, have tips know, on sexting your spouse. I'm, learn, I'm learning the radio business. I'm learning what I can say and can't say. And, and thankfully, you know, over the two, three years, three years or so that we've been doing this, I don't think Chuck has ever had a hit the button to kill the, what I was saying. So we're doing well. We're doing all right. We're doing, we're doing all, right. all right. So here you go. So lay it out there. So this is – and I'm, I'm a fan of this. Sexting is when you send a text message to your husband or wife only. And it's X-rated or R-rated. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what these, what we're doing with these? We got a couple of stories where people have sent stuff. They said, "Hey, I'm going to try that," and they sent it to their spouse, and their spouse was a little bit embarrassed because it popped up at a time when they weren't expecting it, or or they were busy. In one case, they handed it to, to somebody else to read it because they were busy, which really embarrassed them. Uh, so, but they had fun with it. They they laughed about it and they had a good time with it. So I thought we'd start with a couple of things. The number one rule: only sext your spouse. Hoorah. Now, we've got plenty of politicians that can argue that you can sex it to anybody you want to, and we've all seen how that's worked out for them, right, because there's no security there. Do it right. to your spouse only. So if you're not married, sorry, sexting isn't for you. I'm just going to go with that one. Good. No, that's right. Uh, so number one, only send an X-rated text message to your spouse. I think it, it keeps things fired up. I don't see Denise for like 12, minimum 12, 14 hours a day. That's how I tell my hours working the, uh, the company. 
I love it when she, it just makes the day go faster. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it keeps that connection between the two. It, it says, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you in a way that you want me to think about you. Uh, I'm looking forward to being with you. I enjoy being with you. There's so many things tied up with that. Even if they just sent you a text and said, hi, I'm thinking about you. You know, that's a good way to start. But if you start getting into a little bit more fun, you'll enjoy each other. And you keep that fire, that spark going a little bit. You, right. you put a little um, wind on it to, to increase that flame a little bit. All right, so only sex your spouse. Uh, start with a private message if it's your first time. And then you get to code words. Why code words? Yeah, so code words are kind of fun because, you know, we all sit there with our phones, especially uh, those that are, that are out interacting with the public either at work or through functions and stuff like that. And a lot of times we go to dinner. Uh, my wife and I, we go out with friends and stuff, and we got the kids running around. We take the phone and we set it on the table, mm-hmm. right? So when the kid texts, we say, oh, that's from my kid or whatever. Well, if I'm in a business meeting and I got my phone sitting there next to the business associate or we're having lunch together and I got the phone sitting on the table and my wife pops up a message, well, it displays on my phone. That could be a little embarrassing. Uh, for, well, for the other person, anyway, I'm not going to mind it. But that's going to be a little embarrassing for the other person. What are they going to say? So if you have code words, they have no idea. We used um, the idea of sending a Hot Wheel picture of some sort of a matchbox car or something, saying this is what I'm thinking, what type of you know, fast or slow or what you're doing. So you can come up with these code words. Sweet. Something about it being secret just makes it more fun. Amen. It's our marriage segment on the show every Friday at 830. Robert Kosick. Uh, who write, actually writes the con? I should always give you credit. You write the content that we talk about. Uh, number four tip on sexting your husband or wife only: keep it cute and flirtatious. Yeah, and and this is really a judgment call. If you're just starting out, I would keep it there. You and your wife decide what you want to say or how graphic you want to get or whatever. That that's between the two of you. In general, though, it should be something that's fun. It should be cute. It should be something that just kind of sparks a little bit of interest in you. You can get more detailed if you want to, but that's that's a personal preference. But in general, keeping it cute and flirtatious is going to be enough right. to, to keep that fire going. And the fifth one, and so I was with Princess last night. She had her Chardonnay in one hand. I had my Sam Hatton in the other. And we were talking about this one. Husbands sext their wives anytime, but wives, wives sext your husbands only when you mean it. <laughs> and Denise is like, really? And I'm like, well, maybe, I, you know, maybe. So here's my thoughts on that one there. <laughs> you guys, guys are very compartmentalized, right? So if my wife sends me a message in the morning, I'm going into a box that's probably going to reduce my productivity at work. And I'm going to be hard-pressed to get out of that box because I'm going to keep reading that text message. And when I get home, that text message is going to be on my mind as, oh, this is what she's thinking. I'm going to stay in that box all day long. Women, on the other hand, I think you can do that, and they can shift. You know, they can be in a bunch of boxes at the same time. Like that's a whole spaghetti bowl thing. So they can be talking about this. They can be talking about the kids. They can be talking about the homework. I think they can still function if we were to send them a text message in the morning. Yeah. Most guys can't. <clears throat> so True. I think that you can flirt with your wife, and it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to finish this tonight. If you send it to the guy, he's probably thinking we're going to finish this tonight. Got it. Okay. Okay. So so it could be – just be careful there. Where you could You could be sending – mixed signals, right? And you may just want to clarify it. You may want to send a little text, say, oh, and by the way, not tonight. <laughs> or we're going Saturday. Buzzkill. Saturday. Buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? So, right, be so a little ladies, ladies if, if that's in the plans, then send the message. Because we're going to think about it all day. Uh, guys, what the hell? Just send it all day. <laughs> just send it anyway. She can still function. Send it anyway. He doesn't have that's funny. Good stuff. Okay, all of this, all uh, both of these, I'm sorry, both of these, uh, the marriage tip and the hot and heavy tip are on our Facebook page right now. 
Okay, it's everyone listening across America. It's up for grabs. It's free. Enjoy. Go to Sam Malone Show on Facebook. Uh, it's marriage tip number 109. We, we've been doing it way longer than that, but that's when Mr. Kosick started keeping track. Right. I wasn't paying attention, as I usually don't. <laughs> and it's also available on iTunes. It's racing up the chart on iTunes. Uh, it's a Sam Malone Show, Marriage Talk. It's free. Each one of these is on iTunes. There's 109 tips for your marriage is all there. Okay. Yeah, we're having a great time. And then this last one with the hot and heavy tip thing, if you're really uncomfortable with it, practice at the house. One of you go sit in the bedroom, the other one sits in the living room and practice sending some messages to each other. I think you'll have a good time. I think you wind up in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> kind of nerdy, but I understand. There you go. All right. Uh, Robert Kosick, honorthevow.com, honorthevow.com. Thanks, as always, for, uh, for helping out on this. Uh, no other conservative talk show does this. No. Uh, top 40 stations won't do it. Country stations won't do it. Uh, I've been threatened at every station to stop doing it. It's great to be here where we can talk freely about the sanctity and the glory of marriage and fidelity, folks, yeah, fidelity. Go. Yeah, and hats off right. to you and to Salem for supporting you and all that stuff that you do for marriages. Uh, we're making a difference, even if it's Good. just one marriage at a time. Yeah, I think I think it is. I really think it is. One, one per is. week. That's what the, based on the emails. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Friday. All right. Have a great weekend, Sam. Got it. Back in a second. A.M. 1070 The Answer. Well, I played this game with other hearts, but I never thought I'd see the day when someone else would play love's foolish game.